Dottore! Dottore! What? An envelope arrived for you. Oh, Balnaz, you nimbusel. You mean a letter has arrived for me. No, Dottore, there's no letter inside. It's just a sealed envelope. Sealed with a wax impression. Well, give it to me. I shall use science to determine you in its contents. You're setting it on fire, Dottore. Fire, Dottore! You know what I mean. Yeah, well, that's how you look inside a letter. It's simple optics, kobold. <laughs> <laughs> What? What is the smoke dust that fades upon our brass axe? Put it out! Oh! I burned my fungle. Dottore, your voice. What about my voice? Whoa! Bonjour! Ah! Who said that? It was I, Benoit Mandelbeet. Where are you? Show yourself! Down here, you fool! The dust that came in the envelope. It's alive! Bonos! Fetch me my microsnope! Oh. All right, Benoit Mandelbit. Mandelbits! We are legion! We are legion! We are legion! We are legion. All right, shut up. What are you doing here? Why have you mailed yourselves to moi in a sinister ambush? We are but messengers from our master. In life, he was the great mathematician Benoit Mandelbrot, discoverer of the fractals. But... He was resurrected by an evil geometric power and haunted about the university as the terrifying Count Fracula. Ba ba ba, let's talk about me. What's going on with my voice? You set us on fire and inhaled us. Now you are infected with vampiricism, the most mathematical of supernatural afflictions. But I thought you said Mandelbrot was the vampire. He was. But we are tiny self-similar versions of him. Were you to zoom in on us, we would look exactly like Count Dracula himself. Then why should I trust you? Because we hate our master. I hate my master, too. Speak when you're spoken to, you filthy blue ape! Yeah! The microsnope! Look what you did, you little jerk. I hate you so much! The hate is strong with her. I think you misunderstand, Dottore. We ate our master. We ate our master. <laughs> what? Soon, you will transform into the new Count Dracula, a bigger Count Dracula, a more plump and succulent Count Dracula. <laughs> and once again, we will consume our master. <laughs> I can't understand a word you're saying, but... Bon chance. old scientists welcome to blastro podcast episode dirty three 
Dottore Bellordo here, your host with the most, back in the pod chambre with the first Blaster Podcast of 2015. This episode of Blaster Podcast is brought to you by Predo's Snack Drop, the monthly snack delivery service that provides high-quality, high-caloric density fried goods straight to your doorstep. For 25% off of your first order, go to the Predo's website and enter in the promo code DETORSKDAFSTINTKENTTINTNET. Destined. They had a problem with their keyboard when they tried to make the code. Once again, to save 25% with the promo code, enter Deturskdafstintkentintnetdestned. And tell them Detore Belordo sent ya! Now we're here in the Scrudio tonight with a guest I've been wanting to have on the show for quite some time, Ra. She's a Chicago performer, a science demonstrator, and a noted monster of mathematics. She's Kay Straub! Hi, Detore. Hi, Kay. Hi. Thank you for being here in the pod shop, bro. Uh, thanks for finally having me. You're welcome. How you doing, Brody? Uh, I'm doing quite well. Thank you. Uh, today has been a good day. My Did leg. you have to use your AK? My AK-47? Yeah. No, I didn't. I left it at home for fear of that things here would get too complicated and I didn't want to leave prints. That's a good idea. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I didn't know what to expect, but I figured I don't want to walk in for the first time to the pod chamber with a loaded gun. And you're also perfectly capable of defending yourself lethally with your bare mitts. You're you're right. I am. I'm always right. I'm Dottore Bellardo. I've heard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm... What have you heard? Uh, that you are a... Man of science? Well, um, large? I am large, and I'm in charge. <laughs> okay, great. So, okay. You're, you live in Chicago, Illinois? Yep. Please describe yourself to the listener. Uh, well, my name is K. Just the letter? Like that guy from Men in Black? Um, I use four letters to spell one letter. It's K-A-Y-E to spell... Oh, but the A-Y-E is silent. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> it's all short for Kayla, which is only one letter more than how I spell K. And what's Kayla short for? Uh, my mom says it's short for Catherine. Uh, I but, think your mom might be wrong. Well, no, you're right. She is. My real name is Kayla, but she was going to name me Catherine, but she thought that Catherine Elizabeth Straub would be too long and that I would be an idiot and wouldn't be able to spell it. Did she think that you didn't deserve a full and rambunctious name like that, like Ricky Ticky Tavi? Yes, she did. And so I had to prove her wrong. Yeah. Well, you even shortened it more. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you're like that one runner who had no legs with uh, blade legs. I think they're... Oscar Piscopalian? Seabiscuit? That's right. (laughs) I just coughed up a (laughs) seabiscuit. You were eating an interesting dinner. Yeah, maybe tonight I'm going to lay a land biscuit. Okay, all right. Maybe I should go get that gun. (laughs) Go go get the gun? (laughs) I'm just saying it's always there. Yeah, it's always there when you need it. Right. Tonight's episode has been brought to you by gun violence. (laughs) Keeping Chicago interesting since 1910. Or before that. How? When was gun invented? Uh, in uh, 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue and guns were made. And he blew up the outside world. Yeah. Today's episode is not about guns. You're right, it's not. But we're not going to get into what it's about yet. No way. You've described yourself. What are your hobnies? Did I describe myself? Yeah. You, we talked about the semantics of your name, Ra. That's enough. Uh, my hobnies. Uh, I have hobnies. It's a very unfortunate and discomforting experience. Your no, knee- my knees are great. All right. Look, who they, are you trying to convince, sister? Myself. They help me do things. My hobbies. What do your knees help you do? My uh, knees. Pray? Ha- um, no comment. <laughs> I don't do that. 
You don't pray? No. Who does? My Catholic roommate prays. What'd she pray to? Uh, her God. Cthulhu. Cthulhu? We. Oui. Uh, maybe I haven't actually talked to her about it because it's an uncomfortable <laughs> conversation to have. You know, uh, I tend to shy away from religion. Yeah, because I'm a man of science, right? And science was designed to uh, wrap up and destroy religion in its icy grip. Well, some would say complement it in a way to help you describe the natural world. Like there is no good without evil. Uh, yeah, there can't be. Here's a problem that I have. You notice the the older Bill Nye the science guy gets, the more he looks like the devil? I actually think he gets more and more handsome with age. Ew, you really are an agnostic. Yeah, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> you want to lay with the devil. Well, I never I never implied any intent to... to I just said he was handsome. Just because I mentioned a man is... Handsome doesn't mean that I want to that you want to procreate sexify with him. him. Yeah, let's talk about basic biology here, Kat. Okay, I that great. great. All right, the reason that we find things attractive is because we want to unite with them on a genetical level and create little versions of hybrids of ourselves and their selves. I thought it was just so that you can like write about it in your diary and then like you know maybe take a Snapchat about it and send it to your best GF. What is a Snapchat? It's a very temporary sort of social networking communication device that uh, young children utilize often. Like a fetus? Uh, yeah, fetuses, fetuses are... Uh, <laughs> Las Vegas! <laughs> so the mother puts the cell phone inside of her cell phone, and then the baby gets to use a Snapchat? Yep, takes a Snapchat and then just sends it to the other fetuses in the ward and then none of them are able to save the image. Why? Oh, because uh, they're too young. They don't get it. They, they don't understand don't... what that disc icon represents. Yeah, the floppy disk. Yeah. They haven't gotten there yet. Are you okay? I was having a burp. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to vomit. You never know. You don't. <laughs> Surprise. Hope springs eternal, my young Padawan. Yeah. I honestly don't know too much about uh, Snapchatting fetuses, but... <laughs> Neither do I. <laughs> Nor should we. Yeah, I don't want to know about that process it's not for us it's not it's not my religion okay yeah enough about your religious beliefs oh you're right we we're talking well, about your hobnels that's right i do have hobbies i like to teach bar classes what bar classes like tom cruise and rip ripsky bibbinist uh no bar, bar classes class? bar classes are uh they are fitness classes designed for women based around a ballet bar with yeah, yeah, it's that extra letters. It's, it's that high banister that you kick your leg up on and you rip your pelvis out. Exactly. Yeah, they're based around like traditional ballet warm-ups, but we have changed them and modified them to make them more intense and more extreme. And what are some common bar puns that you run into in your daily life? Uh, I'm gonna guess that we raised the bar on this one. Yeah, we we say uh, meet you at the bar. Uh, Happy hour at the bar. Uh, Let's go bar hopping. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, you know. No holds bars. Bar. Yeah, no holds barred. Speaking of which, you're yeah. into wrestling. I am into wrestling. All the types of wrestling. Well, okay, not all the types. There's some types that I think are gross. Yeah, like, like wrestling with your inner critic. No, I think that's uh, important and valuable. Oh. But like. Spaghetti. Spaghetti wrestling? Yeah. Like, <laughs> no thanks. <laughs> that's like those Italian movies from the 1970s. Are yeah. Are you talking about like like foxy babes? Yeah. Fighting in a big jar of worms. Yeah. Yeah. Edible worms. Gross. I don't want to talk about worms. 
Oh, yeah. It's a real Silence of the Lambs type situation. Yeah, I don't like those. Yes, I, where's my gun? <laughs> Guns are not, the, the, I don't need one. Leave the gun, bring your cannoli. I like cannoli. I like carbs. You do like carbs, but you also like barbs. I do. Back to wrestling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what Kool-Aid Man say. Yeah, you're right. And a few other notable historical figures. Do you feel that Kool-Aid Man is derivative of the works of Macho Man Randy Scravage? You know, I've often asked myself this, and I think so. Because if you think about the people who designed and came up with the Kool-Aid Man, don't you think those people probably watched a lot of pro wrestling? You mean the um, like advertising yeah. people who are working for like a sugar drink company? Yeah, because like think about the people. Think about the people who are into wrestling. Okay, I'm thinking about them. You know, I want you to just sort of make an image of this large group of people and yes. classify them with one with one single male. <laughs> he would also work as sort of like a low key advertiser at a D list firm for Kool Aid, and he would come in. Kind of hung over and be like, what are you going to pitch us today? And he'd be like, no, I get this. He's a pitcher and he <laughs> breaks down a wall and he says, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> like he forgot something. Yeah. He forgot his keys. Right. <laughs> what did <laughs> I forget? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there they are. That was more like a pirate, but... Yeah. You know, I wish one time Kool-Aid Man would break down a wall and you would look inside and see all the cocorochas come out. Oh. And he'd be like, oh my God. <laughs> you know, I wish the Kool-Aid Man would break down the walls that you society mean, needs to break down. Yeah, the walls between yeah. the, the different ethnicities and cultural groups. Yeah. Yeah. Like the why can't, Berlin Wall. Why can't Kool-Aid right? Man perform a same-sex marriage ceremony? You know, what? that might have happened already. <laughs> I'm not going to discount it. We live in 2015. Crazy yeah. future things happen. Yeah. A Japanese man can marry a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. I like wrestling. Professional wrestling. Uh, I like athletic, like Greco-Roman style wrestling as well. GRS. Yeah. <laughs> GPS. Yeah. Greco-Roman style. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoy watching pro wrestling, not only for the hunky, hunky babes, dudes, not like I mean, the ladies, they're also... We all started out good. as babes. You're right. We did. Coming out of our mother's laps. With our Snapchats. With our Snapchats. You're like, yo, girl. When your, fo- when your phone needs charging, that's when you have to come out. <laughs> no, that's what the umbilical cord is. Oh, of course. It's the only function for it. You you shove you shove a, a lightning cable up there. Yeah. And you uh, plug it into your baby's iPad. Uh, great. I'm uncomfortable. Of course you are. It's yeah. the pod chamber. Oh, you're you're right. It's oddly dank in here. <laughs> it is. Yeah, it's dank as hell. Yeah. Legalize it. All right. Yeah. Uh Hobneys. Oh, yeah. I like uh wrestling of the the spectator kind. I also uh Spectral. Yeah, on the spectrum of spectral spectator sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I also enjoy uh, doing uh, a style of it of all of my own-ish. What? Yeah, I uh, I am a member of the Chicago League of Lady Arm Wrestlers. Whoa, the yeah. claw? The claw, yeah. C-double-L-ah. C-double-L to the A to the W. Yeah, exactly. It rolls off the tongue. We're working on it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've been involved with them for about two years now, and uh, I am the two-time returning champion. Oh. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I am sitting in the presence of greatness. You are. You're, um, a, you're a crushinator. It's really fun. It's a really fun, cool event. And it's all for charity and good things. But it's also just you get to dress up and be silly and have a character and just sort of be your alter ego for a while. I don't know anything about what that's like. Yeah, yeah I, I don't. I didn't expect you to. So we can move on. No, honestly. <laughs> are all of the participants really ladies? Uh, yeah. All well, all of the wrestlers are people who identify as females. I mean, ladies aren't some of them just down and doity? I won't speak for how all many of, of them. them have taken elocution class. <laughs> Seven. Whoa, <laughs> pretty high numbers for Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You know, we're proud of those numbers. We sport them. No, it's really cool. All support the, your local ladies. All the ladies, maids, gals, babes, bitches. Gargoyles. Yeah. We're all, they're all really cool. They're all really cool ladies. And I'm lucky to get to hang out with them and kick their asses every three months. Yeah. Easy for you to praise how great they are (laughs) when you're feeding them their own esophaguses. I I didn't always win. My first claw, I got out in the first round. So it's, it's been, I worked my way up. What changed? Uh, I learned how to arm wrestle. (laughs) I also got a lot stronger from all my bar classes. Yeah. Yeah. Lifting those heavy bars. Yeah. I don't actually lift anything in my bar class, but hmm. except my own body weight. Uh-huh. So I guess, yeah, I do lift a lot. Anyways, are yeah. You, are you calling yourself fat? It's a fat joke. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I make the fat jokes around I'm just here. trying to fit in with you. <laughs> Good. We can go get sandwiches together. Uh, okay. All right. I'm gluten free. <laughs> Shut up. I'll take the bread off. Take the bread off. Take, like, get the lead out. Take get the, the bread out. Bread, get the bread out. <laughs> Do you hear that tea kettle? Oh, yeah. That's my radiators. They oh. scream as they are powered by the hot souls of the damned. Great. That sounded familiar. <laughs> Good. I'm that's glad we cleared that up. That's where you're going, Kay. Yeah. Oh. Oh, yeah, you're right. And I'm going to nail Bill Nye when I'm there. Oh. Yeah. Jeez. Hey. <laughs> You're not a lady. No. Well, I am, but I'm not a, a dame, I mean, a damsel. I don't know. I don't want to define... It's like I'm not a gentleman. Sorry, gentleman. But, like, somebody could address you as a gentleman, and you'd be like, "What? yeah. Did you ever notice? You'd respond. Did you ever notice? A lot of times people use gentleman as a euphemism. They'll be talking about some uh, rough-looking character mm-hmm. that's maybe old. And they'll say, sure. oh, a gentleman on the bus uh, got up and he started playing the saxophone. And it's like, he wasn't a gentleman. He's just an old guy in a suit. Right. I feel like people also try to say it when they don't want to be derogatory. Yeah. Like in in crime in crime reports, they're like, there was um, an, uh, um, an African-American gentleman. Gentleman. Who uh, was bleeding from the anus <laughs> on my number six bus? <laughs> and I mean, it's like by virtue of calling someone a gentleman nowadays, you are effectively saying that you think they are different than right. you are. Yeah, you just say dude or guy or man or yeah. or he or she or don't use gender at all. I don't know. I like to say there was an object on the bus that was speaking to the other objects. So I put on my headphones and pretended they weren't there. That sounds about right for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, just don't tell anybody else that you do that. <laughs> Oops. Oh. Okay. Get off your goddamn computer for a second. I'm sorry, I'm checking my Snapchat. Are you a high school student? 
Almost. Oh, boy. Are you the youngest guest to ever be on Blaster Podcast? I don't know. Well, it's impolite well, to ask a... It's impolite to ask a lady her age. I just had a birthday. Oh, congratulations. Thank you. I am now... Uh, Able to rent a car? Yeah. No. Wait, how old do you have to be to rent a car? <laughs> Either 25 or 26. I'm not old enough to rent a car. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. Get out of here. Hey, I got a head start. Did you get a head start? Yeah. Because you were Snapchatting in the womb? It was, and that helped my development and then they let me not go to the first grade yeah if you can get on linkedin from that age you got a really you got a real leg up yeah my resume is really long because mm-hmm. it's from prenatal till now it's 24 years old mm-hmm. it's pretty revolutionary yeah anyways sorry continue uh, never mind uh, <laughs> i regret <laughs> allowing you the floor okay hey Kay. hi well, today sorry i yelled that's all right you get one. Okay. Today we are going to be learning all about fractals. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Fractals. Fractals? Okay. Detori. You're a piece of shit. <laughs> well, And no. so you must be punished with the episode 33 all about fractals lightning round review. Ah! Brought to you by Peridos. Okay. Yeah? Do you know how the lightning round review works? You ask me questions I don't know the answer to, and I try to say answers? Correct. Great. Then <laughs> yes. Right. Let's get this party started. Dun, 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 dun. Question number one. All right. Fractals are a relatively recent discovery by mathematicians. What else have they been hiding from us? Uh, the real solution to the Mayan calendars. Correct. The Popol Vuh. Question number two. Fractal artwork became a pop culture phenomenon in the 1980s. How high do you have to be to purchase a fractal poster? 70 feet. Correct. Question number three. Oh, ham radio enthusiasts discovered if you bend an antenna into a fractal shape, it can pick up all sorts of different radio bands. Is this going to put attractive teenage groupies out of business? Uh, Yes, and One Direction. Correct. Question number four. The movie Star Trek II, The Math of Kong, famously pioneered using computer-based graphics on fractal algorithms to create an image of a landscape. Did that sentence involve too many nerds? Did you say meth at one point? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then yes. Meth, bitch, time, <laughs> cook, time. <laughs> Magnets, bitch. Mr. White, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I also think he's very handsome. He is handsome. It's like he's getting sucked, like his voice is getting sucked into a black hole. Yeah. Bitch. <gasps> Jesse. Mr. White. It's <laughs> really good. Hot water burn, baby. <laughs> uh, correct. <laughs> Question number five. Ah! Do you ever fractal it hurts? Uh, every Sunday. Oh, gross. Correct. Okay, <laughs> congratulations. Congratulations. Oh, you thank have, you. You have nailed the review, just like Bill Nye the Science Guy. Yeah, put him on my list. There's very little else I can teach you. Soon you will leave the nest and fly away with the other terrafractals off into the sunset, while Dr. Grant and his child servant share a sleepy helicopter ride back to the mainland. Aww. I would cry if I had the appropriate ducts. That's okay. Oh, yeah. Quack, and you quack. also win a chote bag. A chode bag? Congratulations! <laughs> uh, I don't want to touch it. <laughs> I said chode. Oh. Better? <laughs> Sharper than a chode. Oh, okay, great. Good. <laughs> I am Don Chihote. <laughs> Krela. Detore. We're going to learn about fractals. Yeah. All right. 
Now, if you've read Jurassic Pork, you've seen the word fractal used before. But some people can't read, so we need to teach them about what a fractal is. You're right. What the fuck is a fractal? It's... Sorry. Believe it or not, pretty simple. It's just a pattern. A pattern? A pattern that repeats itself. What? Forever and ever. You mean like, um, like my horrible pattern of like binge eating and then beating myself up about it, so I eat more, so then I beat myself up about it? You know, that's a really great example. If we were... If we were to model that behavior, tomato, yeah, or tomato, it, uh, we would take that behavior and make it into a, let's say, a visualization of that same behavior, like a screensaver. Yeah, like a screensaver that you watch over and over again, and as you zoom in, you'll notice that the behavior continues and continues and continues. Or if you were to zoom out forever and ever, you would notice that behavior, uh, just is is always it's repeating itself. It is what we call self. Similar. So a fractal is a pattern. Yes. A pattern that if you zoom in on it... It looks the same as it did before you zoomed in on it. And if you zoom out on it... It looks the same than before you zoomed out on it. So does that mean on a fractal there's no, like, perimeter? That's a really good question. Thank you! Some fractals definitely have a perimeter. And uh, the cool thing about a fractal is that... As you get closer and closer to measuring it down on almost like a micro scale, the perimeter just gets longer and longer and longer. Think of it as like a coastline. A coastline is a good example of a fractal. Uh, the more closely you measure the the changes in the coastline, the angles and the the different shapes of it, the longer perimeter you're going to get. So the more detailed you get, the longer perimeter you're going to get. So I've heard about this. Uh, someone said if you take like the coast, if you take England, yeah, England, the place, not the state of mind, and oh, uh, okay. you take a bunch of yardsticks mm-hmm. and you put those yardsticks on the uh, like you got a bunch of them, you lay them down flat, right, and outline the whole coast of England, right. You get a certain number, yeah, <clears throat> this many yards. Yes. Now if you take a smaller unit of measuring, mm-hmm. like just centimeter sticks sure and you measure it in centimeters those are called centipedes centipedes mm-hmm. uh, uh, and you take the uh wait human or regular uh regular okay yeah i i'm less versed in regular centipedes those uh human centipedes are longer than yards oh okay yeah so you take the centipedes mm-hmm. you lay them down you would get a different number than you would with the yard snakes yeah and then if you use a smaller instrument you get a different number. But surely, at a certain point, the amount of matter on the coast is finite, right? So there must be uh, some unit of measurement that would allow us to tell exactly how long the coast is. I mean, I guess if we were going to measure it in hydrogen atoms... Yeah, baby. Then, yeah, but why would we ever want to do that? We've got bigger problems to solve, Dottore. Name one. Uh, gun violence in Chicago. That is, you know, and I applaud you for not contributing to gun violence tonight. Thank you. What are you going to do after this? Go contribute to gun violence. All right. Well, uh, hey. Yeah. Where can we find fractals in Le Monde? Uh, does that mean in the world? Then. <gasps> oui. Wow. Uh, you can find them all over the place. Where? In fact, if we were to. In fract. In fractal, if we were to go outside, we could see tons of fractals because of uh, wintertime in all the trees. 
how they lose all their leaves, you're able to see the fractal branching of all the trees and uh, how they start from one trunk and branch out and then branch out and branch out and branch out and branch out. out. So you're saying the branch of a toile. Yeah. A uh, twat. (laughs) Gonna have to censor this episode. Ah. You're saying the branch of a Cree is it, it has a pattern in it? It does. It has a pattern that we call fractal branching. And this is a true thing? A real life, real thing. Now, do all tree grow the same way? Uh, no, because all trees have different uh, stuff they got to deal with when they're growing up, you know? Like Sophie! A- <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, so think about a tree that lives outside of the outside of the pod chamber. I'm thinking of it. Think about its life. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that tree's life is going to be way different than, say, a tree that has to grow on the side of a cliff oh. in a, a place that's not Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> there really is nowhere else out there. The natural forces uh, that are needed for a tree to grow also impact how it's shaped and how that pattern develops. So even though, yes, they both contain fractal branching, those trees are both going to look differently. Hmm. Yeah, but they both share a similar pattern. Okay, so I can find of fractal patterns on coastline. Yes. I can find of fractals on tree. Yeah. Well, what else? Uh, they're found in nature all over the place, like ferns or uh, any spiral, even like the shape of our galaxy. It's a fractal because it spirals out. And as you follow it, that spiral just gets bigger. And it's still a spiral no matter where you look at it. Um, so those are sort of like the natural fractals that you can observe all around you you have a fractal in your body I don't, I don't i think i'd know if i was having a fractal in my body well i'm gonna tell you right now you do where i mean get it out of me no you don't want that <laughs> it's your circulatory system oh yeah huh. all of the blood spigots in your body branch out the same way that a tree branches out my little spaghettis are the same as tree yeah Whoa. even the the neuron the neurons in your brain they're shaped the same way. I don't think so. Well, maybe not in your brain, but... Uh, <laughs> it's a real crow's feet up there. You're right. I think I'm assuming too much. Yeah. Um, <laughs> a fractal is a reverbering re- 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 pattern. Yeah. Are all repeating patterns fractals? That's a good question. Not necessarily. No, because if you think about a repeating pattern, um, if you were to look on it at a different scale and it's still repeated, whether you looked at it at one... One hundredths of a centimeter and on a universal level and they looked identical, yes, then it's a fractal. But if it's just a linear progression of repeating things, that's just a pattern. Right. Like if it's like you get, uh, you get one piece of uh, Chef Boyardee ravioli. Right. And then you put two more next to it. Right. And then four more next to those two. And then six more next to those. Eventually, you get a shape that looks like a big old triangle of ravioli. Yeah. But that shape, if you zoom into the initial first ravioli, that one doesn't look like the big old triangle shape. But imagine, let's imagine that those raviolis, say Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee. Got real crazy. (laughs) Good job. Thank you. What else can I make you do? Math. Okay, so. Lies! All right, well, we're not going to do math. We're just going to do brain exercise. Uh, imagine your raviolis. Dead. What? Uh, imagine your raviolis aren't the traditional square ravioliolis of the Chef Boyardee kind. Okay. Imagine those uh, ravioliolis are triangles. Mm, all right. And now put them in the same progression that you did before with one ravioli at the top uh-huh. and two underneath that. Uh huh. And over and over and over and over again, uh-huh. you are recreating a very similar fractal pattern 
called Serpinski's Triangle. I was so close to Serpinski's Triangle. Yeah, it's as easy as ravioli and imagination. Yeah, as long as the ravioli is uh, triangular. As long as the ravioli is triangular. There's an Italian triangular pasta, which I think is named after teeth. That's scary. You're scary. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. You're into math. Weird. Well, it's not that weird. Math is cool. Okay, number one. Why is math cool? Okay, so one, I didn't always think that. Two, I came around. <laughs> Here's how. Uh, I was no good at math in school. It was my worst subject. I really hated it. I never wanted to ever do it. I thought it was boring and dumb and awful. Correct. And then, yeah, uh, I had one teacher who I really liked uh, who made math different. She uh, explained math to me in a way that made it less problem-solving and more game-based, more solution-focused, more more like a game. Yeah, she Jane. turned it into a game. Like Game of Thrones? Yeah, like Game of Thrones. All right. Jane of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, for the modern era. Yeah. <laughs> gender-flip version of Game of Thrones. Oh, what would her name be? Anyways, long pause. Long pause. Yeah, okay, so I had this teacher. She made like math. Like a kangaroo. <laughs> has long pause. Oh, yeah, like their long arms. Yeah, and their spring foot. Yeah. It's real long. Like Littlefoot. Proudfoot? I don't think you can say that. Proudfoot? Yeah, I don't think you can say that. Is that a Native American? Yeah. Oh, I can say it. I said it. Well, yeah. So anyways, math is I... Okay. So she made math really fun for me, and I was like, okay, that was weird. I'm going to look into that. Um, Come to find out, math is just a way that humans have figured out how to kind of model and explain the world they live in. What? In the world they observe. You're saying math is of language? Math is of language. Math is a language. It's a language that we use to model and predict and explain how uh, everything around us works and might work. And it's really cool because sometimes you go out to figure out how something might work and you're like, this formula explains this. And you're like, what do I do with this? Come to find out that same formula can be used to explain something completely unrelated and different that you maybe never even thought about before. So the language of math can help of connect us. Yeah, it's kind of self-similar in its own way. We're all it's all sort of connected. It's really cool. The more we speak about the uh, intangible elements of mathematics, this is the first time we've ever tackled math on Blaster Podcast. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. 2K15. What does that mean? Uh, it's the year that it is now. Well, holy shit! 2015! What are we, Blade Runner? In four years. Wait. What was that guy's name again? Uh, the guy with Harrison the blades? Ford? No, the guy with the blades with her legs. Oh, Oscar Pischetti? Yeah. yeah. Oscar Spaghetti. <laughs> he kind of murdered his wife. Oh. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, we don't often talk about the mask. Nope. Mask of the Phantasm. Because it's so intangible. It is. It's hard to talk about. It sounds like we're talking about philosophy. Math, in my, in the way I understand it, math is a philosophy. Garg. Yeah, I know. What? I think you're going to get booted out of liberal arts college with a <laughs> thing like that. I went to liberal arts college. So did my idiot roommate. Oh, yeah. I think that's probably where I got this idea from. Yeah, I think it's where you guys got your dead-end jobs <laughs> from as well. <laughs> yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can use it to do really constructive things that are tangible. But like, if you just think of it as a language and as a sort of way to explain the things that you see and model and predict how they might behave, uh, you're doing the same thing that 
I don't know, like a theologian would do or a philosopher would do, trying to make sense of what they see and what they notice. Hmm. It's science, but completely human-based. Human-based? Yeah, like, uh, we made math. No. The Jesus made math. Well, I wouldn't credit it to Jesus. He was the first human, right? <laughs> no, I think there were humans B.C. him. Really? Yeah. Oh, they BCC. Well, yeah, him. they BCC. <laughs> I hate it when that happens. You get that, that invitation to someone's him. sketch show and you see it's BCC. Yeah, and you're like, like oh. oh. Your whole goddamn contact list. <laughs> Fuck your show. Right. But another cool thing about that is if there's life elsewhere in the universe and like an intelligent species of some sorts of sites, kinds. And what if they're worm things? people? Okay. You know, that's their prerogative. Everybody's talking, talking all this stuff about me. Why won't you just, just let, let me be? That's the same song, right? This is the song. Uh, if there are worm people. Okay, yeah. So if there are people or, you know, life. If there's life elsewhere in the universe that is of some intelligentsia coffee brand that we are also of, then they most likely have devised a language identical to ours. That is mathematics. Why identical? Because math describes the natural world. Math describes the universe and the way it behaves. And our universe is the same as their universe because it is the universe. It behaves in the same way. But what if they live near, like, close to a black hole? And so gravity... We is... have math to describe that. So, uh, but what if the, the sun, where they are... They have math to describe that, too. really bright... Yeah, then they put on sunglasses and they do more math. And they host their soul. They they what their soul? I don't know. That's Spanish. I don't know. I thought we were doing French today. I don't know French, but I, my I don't either. Be transforming into a Frenchman. I s slowly have seen it, but it's just resulted in armpit hair and a weird mustache. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel bad for you, but there are many solutions that you can use. No, I wasn't this. saying. I'm seeing it on myself. I'm seeing it on you. Mm -hmm. Happening. Here. I think you're projecting a little bit. Okay, Kay. well, maybe I, I don't know. Okay, Dodore, let's get down to brass snacks. Ah, oh, that sounds good. Who is this Benoit Mandelbrot? All right, so this dude, Benoit Mandelbrotwurst, was the guy who invented fractals. Not necessarily invented them, because they always existed, but he was the guy who, like, coined the term fractal. Fractal. Fractal rock, yeah. Um. So, yeah, he was this mathemagician. In years before I was born. Yeah, he grew up in the Holocaust. He did, you're right. Had an unfortunate childhood. He really did. But then he was American. <laughs> Yay! Yay America! Woo! Um, yeah, he made fractals the, the household term it is today. And the way he did it was basically by composing what we call, uh, named after him, the Mandelbrot set, which is a group of numbers that he plugged in to a computer as he was an IBMer uh, and let them sort of recursively regenerate. What does a recursive mean? It means like taking, uh, say you have a, a an equation. You have an equation. You put some numbers into it. You get an answer. You take that answer and put it back into the equation. Like a human centipede. Yeah, exactly. You feed it its own shit. You do. That is recursive. Oh, meld. Yeah. And so he did this. With the simplest, uh, what we call nonlinear equation, meaning it's not a straight line; it has a like a curve to it. He he used the simplest nonlinear equation he could to create 
the Mandelbrot set, which uh, is a very famous looking fractal. And the coolest thing about it is it reappears in other fractals, that same set. What? Yeah, it's a shape that not only is self-similar to itself, but shows up in other self-similar images. It's like an Easter egg. Yeah. You know, I have been told that my silhouette mm. is very similar to the Mandelbrot fractal shape. You you know what? I see a striking resemblance. Well, yes. thank you. Uh, how even are fractals useful to human beings? So... Uh, think about the fractal that you have inside of you. The you cir- your circulatory system. Poop? Well, I don't know how that is fractalish. It seems to go on forever and it has no borders. Well then, maybe. Have you inspected it on different scales? No, I haven't had the opportunity to zoom in. <laughs> All right, well maybe you take that uh, microscope and give it a shot. Bono's broke it, that clumsy oaf! Oh, uh, well now you can inspect your own shit with it, damn. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I need a grant. A guy or a funding? Both. I'm sorry. Are you lonely? Uh, No. I'm completely fine and satisfied. I'm self-similar. Are you crying? No! My eyes are sweating. Oh, okay. Rewind. Boom! A country in Asia has a subway system or a train system that is designed in a fractal branching way get out of town yeah and so that engineering took people's brains to like really work hard to figure out that pattern like how do we get people from point a to point b as quickly and as cheaply and as most economically as possible are you trying to out to tore to tore no i just you're it's like a virus <laughs> i don't know what's in the air in here I'm kind of like a cult leader <laughs> people look into my eyes and then they forget how to speak the english language let me try that again we economically 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 sometimes you got to create a system that's economical yeah it's ergonomical yeah it isn't comical no i'm not a dramical yeah i love the box trolls yeah <laughs> what does the fox say what the Beth, yes <laughs> jesse um yeah so if you're an engineer you want to make things cheap fast and good and so how do you do that? Oh, you model it after things that are already doing that, like slime molds. <laughs> I know. They're really gross. They have no brains. Uh, they're like single cell. No job. Nope. No job. But they can solve mazes. What? Yeah. Victoria asks incredulously. I can see that. They are inherently designed. I don't want to say that because I don't want it to sound like intelligent. it sounds like the righteous hand of Gord. Yeah. And I don't want any Gord play. No gourd. No gourd play. No gourd play. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they have instinctual tendencies that get them from A to B, where there is food, in the best way possible. And so if you were to take that same slime mold and put it on the same map of that same uh, northeastern country in Asia. Oh, boy. I don't remember what one You have your I think laptop Japan, of research out. But I forgot your Wi-Fi password. <laughs> I'm not going to say it on the podcast. Nope. Gun violence. Because, yeah, what if somebody shows up outside my window to steal my pod chamber's web? I would be honored. Goop. I mean, somebody is listening. Yeah, I don't know if you want that close. But you're... Yeah, never mind. Yeah, you don't want someone who's listening who's close enough to your to your content that they're coming to your I'm not pod afraid. Chamber. I'm not afraid. Well, you have an AK-47 and you're a professional arm breaker. You're right. Okay. I'm just a scientist. 
Anyways, you put that slime mold on that same map. Uh, it is going to create the same pattern that an engineer designed for the train system. Are you implying that Asians are slime molds? I'm not going to come out and say it. <laughs> oh, boy. No, Asians, are, Asians are not brainless, <laughs> single-celled organisms, Datore. You hear that, Lisa? Lisa, I love you. Lisa, I love you. Don't say that to her. Why? She doesn't even know you. Nor will she. Oh. I put a thing in her dog's butt. In her dog's blood or butt? Both. Oh. <laughs> the butt is the gateway to the blood. Who taught you that? Uh, <laughs> vampire. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> a real, a real roundabout vampire. Yeah. Have we answered any questions? Have I answered any questions? You talked about math. You denied the existence of God pretty vehemently. <laughs> you insulted Asia. <laughs> and and you're adamantly insisted that I have a gun. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. I'm coming out of this a real champion. I don't think you're going to be president anytime in the future. I don't think I'll ever be liked. Oh, cheer up, Charlie. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Satori. Thanks, Satori. Well, Kaler, it's been quite the episode, but now... Satori, ah! what's happening to you? Get an adult! It's happening! What is? The Frenchening! It's taking the hold! Just like those little Mandelbits said it would! What does that mean? I'm going to transform into some sort of math vampire! Self-similar on the macro scale to the tiny Benoit Mandelbits! Those little things from the intro? Oui! L'introduction! Oh, merde! Tatori, your scholarly robes are turning into a shadowy cape and, and your perfectly spherical body is becoming a rough non-Euclidean series of shapes! Je suis mort! Oh, no me gusta! Well, at least you're still an idiot. <laughs> Whoa! Okay, back off, man. Keep your hands to yourself. Leroy! Balnas! We gotta stop this transformation. Detore's trying to drink my blood. Je voudrais le sang. Le sang. According to this ancient book on fractal vampires, the only way to reverse the transformation is to expose the new fracula to a powerful source of virtue or righteousness. Oh, well, why didn't you say so earlier? What good does blowing a whistle do? Oh, yeah! It's Macho Man Candy Savage! Yeah, we're pals. Oh, yeah! Do my eyes deceive me, or do I see before me the number one macho fam in the entire Candyland? Kay, my loyal constituent, the Macho Man, has heard your whistle from across millions of miles of defeated opponents, and she rushed like the great god Mercury herself! Yeah! To dominate! Yeah! And eliminate! Yeah! All opposition on your path to total macho fandom! Yeah! What can the macho man do for you, brother? Uh, would you put this guy in a headlock? Consider this righteous headlock a late Christmas present. Get your neck ready for some love, brother, because here comes a righteous gift that you can never unwrap because it wraps you until you tap out. Lights out, yeah! It's working! He's regaining his spherical shape! It's a glorious exorcism performed by the high priestess of the beatdown. Don't you ever forget it, dig it? I dig it. The power of the macho man compels you, brother. You did it. He's back to normal. He peed. Is that syrup? Yeah, that's normal for him. Oh, no. Dottore! Oh, thank goodness. I nearly died or became a vampire. Ah! But Macho Man with her righteous powers choked the vampire out of me. Yeah, she's pretty strong and attractive. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to thank her someday. 
Well, we first, will. First, I got a quick question for you. Do you know what time it is? It is. It's time for plugs. It's, it's time, time for plugs. plugs. It's, it's time, time for plugs. Not drugs, but plugs. Give me a hug. No. Don't. Yeah, pretty good. Okay, cool. All right, I think we got something. Okay, do you have anything you need to plug to our internet audience? I would like to let uh, the universe know that Macho Ma'am Candy Savage oh. will be defending her title of the Chicago League of Lady Arm Wrestlers at Claw 21, presented by Sideshow Theater Company. Uh, it takes place on February 13th, the day before Valentine's Day, uh, at the Logan Square Auditorium at 2539 North Kedzie Avenue. It's at uh, 10 p.m. It goes until like 1. And tickets, they're only $10. You can get them at Claw, that's C-L-L-A-W.org. And all the event proceeds go to support uh, Sideshow Theater Company and 826CHI, C-H-I, um, a local charity, a local arts charity. Uh, yeah, doesn't 826 do literacy things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Every claw is a fundraiser for an arts, a local arts-based charity. And so 826CHI is our uh, proceed earner taker, rightfully so. It's really cool. Uh, so yeah, Macho Man will be defending her title against the likes of Stone Cold Jane Austen and Marie Antoinette and uh, Nellie Armstrong. What's that? Like Neil Armstrong, but a lady. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be cool. It will be cool. Yeah. It's also cool. Anything else you need to blog? If people are interested in learning more about Macho Ma'am, uh, they can like her on the Facebook. She is the most liked lady arm wrestler in the world. Whoa. Yeah. Hello. I know. It's pretty cool. As far as like theatrical lady arm wrestling goes, I mean, there's legitimate lady arm wrestlers who out there who I'm not going to Who might want to pull Macho Ma'am's head off. Yeah. Who might want to kill me for saying that. If uh, anybody heads over to my Facebook page or to Macho Ma'am's Facebook page, Macho Ma'am Candy Savage, uh, and gives her a like, she usually does a video of something physical to thank them for that. And also they can check me out on the Twitter at Macho Ma'am, Macho M-A-A-M. Yeah. That's it. Right on. Right, Jess. Well, ladies and gentlemen, uh, my idiot roommate, Mark Soloff, is directing a one-night-only performance with Our Fair City. It's going to be live at I.O. Chicago on Sunday, February 22nd at 8.30 p.m. The performance is going to feature friends of Blaster Podcast, Kat Evans, David Reinstrom, and Dave Stecco from the Blurry Photos Podcast. We are opening for Improvised Star Trek and performing in the Chris Farley Cabaret. Tickets are 12 bucks for that and to learn more, go to ioimprov.com. It's going to be sweet and magnificent, you know, as good as my idiot roommate can get. Also, if you like Blaster Podcast, please rate, review, and share it with your friends. Your friends! Oh! Um, additionally, please like us on Facebook, and if you have any questions or any crazy stuff you want to share with me, find me at Ask Detore. Ask me questions, and ye shall be answered. And finally, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to an artist friend of one of my devoted listeners, Art From The Basement. You can check out Art From The Basement's work on Facebook. There's an Art From The Basement site. It's uh, woodcuts and uh, all sorts of creepy, ghoulish themes. I see a uh, Dracula version of Don Knotts, uh, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, Fred Rogers putting on a Freddy Krueger claw. Uh, I see uh, Team Bella with Bella Lugosi instead of the... Um, Benedict Cumberbunch or whatever that kid's name is. I don't see any Dottore Bellardo artwork here. Art from the basement. Uh, better get on the ball, Art from the basement.
Anyway, if you guys are interested in checking out some uh, creepy and innovative artwork, check out Art for the Basement on Facebook. Okay, what an episode. Oh, man. I can't believe we survived it. You want to go on a jog? No. Okay. You want to make a fractal? Is that sexual? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I don't. (laughs) The Blaster Podcast theme song was composed by Stephen Poon, www.timecrashband.com. 